0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Selling Sessions, a podcast by United Capital about how to sell your business by the people who can buy it. This week I'm delighted to be joined by Louise Fagan, a partner at Morrison Law. By way of introduction, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and briefly how Morrison Law can help those looking to sell their business?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, I'm a partner in Morrison's and I head up the healthcare division of our team. Um, I mainly do dental uh, disposals and acquisitions, but I do other corporate work as well. Uh, My background is 17 years in uh, mergers and acquisitions. Um, My my personal team of healthcare professionals closes about, I'd say, about 30 to 35 deals a year. Um, I'm a member of NASDAQ, which is a bit of a mouthful. It stands for National Association Specialist Dental Accountants and Lawyers, and that is a select uh, group of uh, lawyers and accountants who specialise in this sector. You can't pay to join that. You have to be uh, nominated and seconded. So it is is quite an elite group. Um, Morrisons is a full service firm, so we've got all the uh, corresponding disciplines that can support deals such as property, employment, family, litigation, and, and that all makes for a, a seamless uh, transition, I believe. If there's an issue in a, in a, a deal on one of those points, we can bring in the professional to help.
0: Fantastic. So there's a full array uh, there at, at Morrison's, and yeah. certainly, you know, it's, it's it's really interesting to hear that you're part of NASDA. You know, what just just briefly, you know, what, what is NASDA then? You know, you've you've briefly went over it, but is there, it's I take it it's just you know industry accredited uh, people
1: yeah uh, it, it's it's a group that, that I've been a member of for 10 years. Um, we meet twice a year in Stafford. We all get together and, and it's great actually because we can all you know, we can all discuss industry specific issues. so the accountants are with us as well. The lawyers then break out and it is great, actually. We can all discuss issues we've seen in the, in the dental sector, uh, mm-hmm. breaking news, etc. And we can all learn from each other. So it is supposed to be, you know, these professionals together. And we've got an online forum as well. If someone has an issue, you know, someone else in the team has seen it. So it just serves to enhance all our understandings. And it is something that... um Particularly lenders do like when 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 clients are selecting solicitors, lenders do like their 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 lawyers to to be part of NASDAQ because it just shows a level of understanding of the industry.
0: It's, you know, it does show real collaboration as well. Yeah. It's great to have these uh, groups of, of people who are, who are obviously like-minded and able to share best practice and, you know, in, in a, a sort of confidential forum as well. Um, so it's, it's always great to, to to have these these groups and particularly, you know, in the healthcare setting as well. Um, it, it really is quite ideal in sharing that best, best practice. And just <coughs> uh, moving on uh, straight into relationships then, you know, why, why do you think they're so important?
1: I mean, I mean, it's absolutely key in, in, in m and I mean, obviously, um, you know, first of all, your, your relationship with your client, the seller, is is absolutely cre- key. It's a critical, it's an intense process for people, sellers. Yeah. Often it's the first time they've done something. Hopefully they may say the last. And, you know, you've got to connect with them um, to get to get the best out of them. They've got to trust you. You are selling uh, their asset that they may have had for 30 years. You know, it's a very intense process um when we go through it they have to be able to tell me or feel they can tell me any issues they've got with their business so I can deal with it you know I'm not there to judge I'm there to to get the best deal for them over the line um the relationships as well is critical with the rest of the deal team um I've got to know who to bring in be it the property lawyers employment lawyers that that is critical and, and actually sometimes that that's overlooked because you can just focus on yourself. And you know, I could be the most technically gifted lawyer out. I'm not saying I'm I'm not, but you've got but, but that way that's not enough. You've got to have everyone with you, all your advisors, so you can bring them together over the line with you at the end. Project management is absolutely key. And that's why those relationships are are, are so important.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, even the the relationships with <clears throat> the other side as well. You know, as as the deal progresses, you know, you you do want to ensure that you know that uh, both sides uh, are are clear as to where where the the big issues sit, so that you could then go through them and you know and try and get to that <clears throat> solutions based approach uh, and and really look for those Absol- win wins.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say relationships with the other side are actually critical. And people often say to me, um, should you be aggressive as a corporate lawyer? And I say absolutely no. And if someone called me aggressive, I personally would think I'd failed. You don't get the best out of anyone if you go in aggressive. I've got this example. I'm working on a deal at the minute. We've got heads of terms, just heads of terms. And the other side solicitor is so aggressive about nothing. And it's just setting a bad tone for everyone. In fact, my client I think is just about to walk away from the deal. It heads a term stage because if the other side are going to be that aggressive ahead of the terms, who knows what's going to happen throughout yep. the deal? So it, it, I can't emphasise enough that. And you know, if if you if everyone's collaborative, everyone wants to get to the end. We're not doing high-level litigation here. We both want to get to the end, and if you go in collaboratively, you will get a better result. And that's what I say to people. Sometimes clients say to me, "Oh, you know, be aggressive," and I say, "That's that won't get us anywhere. We have to know, we have to know our, our uh, you know, our red lines, where we're going to walk away, yeah. but we don't have to do that in an aggressive, confrontational way."
0: Yeah, it, it's you know, it's it's a firm but fair approach. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's, it's no one needs to to get irate or, or aggressive about things, and that's usually where you know you you bring in the emotional side of deals and uh, you know particularly if you're a seller or you know you're maybe a buyer that maybe it's the first time that you've done either you're on either side and you you feel quite emotional to the deal you know for 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 most people you know you can get into the emotional state of the deal but you know and that and that's where that aggressiveness really would come from you know ultimately you know you could be as nice as ninepins but you know you um you you stick to your guns you say you know that this is the the situation this is uh you know we're being firm but fair on this this particular point and then you move on you know i i, I completely understand where you're coming from you, you don't need to be aggressive uh, no. in, in your approach <clears throat> uh, to to get what what you'd want out the deal you know um, yeah. and of course if you've got red lines there and you've got uh, really good commercially aware advisors you can you can go through a solutions-based approach yeah. uh, with both sides and if you've got that collaborative nature in it both sides then you could find that solution that you know is then not a deal breaker for either yeah. side yeah yeah um, you know, and, and again that, that brings us on to sort of the next point. You know, it's it's great to have commercially aware advisors in your team, but you know, again, you will you be able to stress it, the importance of having those commercially aware advisors on your teams?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, particularly with with, with, with what I do, I do a lot of dental M and A. Um You know, I can identify early on if there's going to be a big picture issue which is going to stop us. For example, one of my clients came to me, they were just about to go to market. Um, They had incorporated and had forgotten to get their company registered for CQC, Care Quality Commission. No, actually, it is actually legal to trade without that. And I said to them, you know, you cannot go to market like this. You cannot do that. That uh, people won't like it. It will it will kill a deal. I've had deals die before of that. So that's where we come in with sector Pacific. We can see what issues ahead is going to cause an issue and hopefully circum- circumvent them and, and putting things in place so it's not going to be an issue. So that's why that's so important.
0: Yeah, th- absolutely right. I mean, I, th- I think... One of the key things there is the experience, you know, having that experience, you know, you've seen it all before, You've, uh, you've, you've went through this process, so you know exactly where the potential pitfalls are. And I guess that, you know, when you are perhaps going through this, this process for the first time, you want very experienced uh, commercially aware advisors that are able to then like that navigate through to ensure that you get the best deal uh, and to ensure, of course, that the, the deal goes ahead as well as you intended it to do when you get to that stage. So, um, you know, having that commercially aware advisor with the experience. And of course, those that are perhaps new into the profession, that are looking for mentors, people that are going to take them and, and understand, you know, the process. You know, it's, it's great to get mentors that have got that that experience and are commercially aware and and able to help drive uh, yeah. the process through. And uh, you know, so for people who are looking for traineeships and things like that, in the legal profession, for example, you know, you're perhaps looking at, you know, um, who's going to be your mentor? You know, who is it that that uh, that, that really makes you? Uh, you, you know, uh, think this person's got a lot of experience in this particular area that's a niche that I want to get into you know it is you know you, when you're then trying to select a firm for your traineeship that's the sort of things that you should be looking at as well and uh, and again so so having your commercially experienced advisor if you're learning from them then you'll be able to take that then yeah. going forward as well Absolutely. Um, so so I mean just talk us through you know how do you get uh, a seller ready for selling then?
1: Well, I mean the, the absolutely key thing and, and honestly, do you know what I say this to everyone and sadly ninety-eight percent of people don't listen to me. If people want to honestly have an easy not an easy deal, a smoother deal, uh, prepare, prepare, prepare. So before, you know, heads of terms, get your due diligence ready. These days, you know, the days are gone where due diligence was 20 questions. I'm afraid these days with you know, we're faced with Excel spreadsheets multiple tabs and you know that it's just horrific for the sellers and I I just have to say you you know that is going to be hard it's it's going to be hard for you but if they can get that ready um, before we go to market or something like that because if you think about it they're still trying to run the business and trying to get this due diligence together so if they can get that together that I that can shave off two months from a deal time it really can and also you know relieve them of so much stress and I do say to people, not everyone is lucky to have this, if they've got a trusted person their end who they can bring in with them to to get the due diligence together, say a practice manager or or someone like that, that makes a real, real difference for them if if they could do that. Because people understandably don't want their staff to know at the beginning. So that's what I say to people. And, And also psychologically, I have to prepare them because it is intense. The timelines can be insane. I mean, we've just had you know we've had what I call you know we've had two budgets just gone and and we have everyone is so worried about a change in CGT so we've had two rounds of beat the budget this is when I've had deals and we literally have had to complete them by I think it was was it the end of March this year and then or November this year and I have to say to sellers if you want to beat the budget you know it's it's going to be intense it's going to be insane i'm going to be on the phone to you morning noon and night and and i just have to prepare people for that really and and that's the best i could do to prepare them so it's the paperwork and also preparing them psychologically as well for what's to come which can be which uh, you know i can get blasé about it i suppose because i've done it for years and this is just what i do but i've got to remember you know for sellers they've not done it it's it's their prized possession it's 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 tough for them so yeah
0: yeah, uh, you know you're absolutely right. I mean, <laughs> the emotional side of a deal uh, can can make or break a deal. It, it can. Yep. There's, there's oh, no yes. Mm. And uh, and of course, you know, we we talk about this a lot um, in um, in the in the selling sessions because it, it is one of these ones. You've got to shift your mindset. You know, if if mm. you're going to sell, you know, you, you you have to be clear that that's what your intention is that you're going to do. Um, and um, and of course. What ends up happening quite a lot of the time, if you are putting everything together, you know, and um, you've got everything ready for the sale and, you know, you are actually being prudent and you're putting things together, sometimes what can happen is you you feel the emotions kicking in as well. Perhaps it's an intergenerational business, um, you know, there's one particular podcast we talked at length about that, Um, you know, so the emotional heartstrings, you know, that, that, that are part of that. And you've got to kind of take your yourself back, you know, you've, you've went through this process for a reason, you've started this, uh, you're wanting to sell, so get yourself geared up, you know, get yourself ready. And, you know, you're, you're absolutely right, you know, do your own due diligence first on yourselves first, yeah. <laughs> um, because once, you know, if, if you do your your, your your own due diligence on yourself first, then it means that if there's any potential pitfalls or anything that you you will have to explain down the line, You're ready to explain it, you know, and you can actually write that in in, and part of the narrative uh, as well. And, uh, you know, because we do talk about airing airing your um, your dirty laundry early yeah. you know so that you know you, you, you clear the air with it you say guys look, this this is this has been an issue and this is our, our risk mitigation strategy for it you know that's that's yeah. it you know and at least yeah. uh, at least it gives the, the the buyer then opportunity to comment on it and say right well you know we would we would maybe go x way with that or you know and it could actually help it, you know solidify that particular point in in the deal as to how how things are going to be dealt with post acquisition as well
1: yeah i mean i always say to people i'm not here to judge if you've got some dreadful uh, linen or whatever dirty washing whatever hanging about (laughs) tell me i'm not judging anyone i've heard it all i could tell you so much i'm not here i just then need to process that i need to work out how we get around it and that's part of my relationship with the client but I just wanted to pick up again on what you said about emotions or, on selling a business. And, and that's absolutely right. Um, I think what sellers need to understand is they are selling the business. When they've sold, it won't be theirs. And I think that's quite a quite a jump for people because obviously they've had this business for years, haven't they? Yeah. And another thing I've, I've seen which which can kill the deal is people get too hung up perhaps on what happens with their staff afterwards. Of course, yeah. they want the protected of course, and it will be. But for example, I give you an example. I've just done a deal where um, a seller wanted to ensure that a couple of his associates were given massive bonuses post completion. He he just wanted that, and it killed the deal. It killed the deal. Yeah. That the buyer didn't want to know, and 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 uh, that that was the the seller's red line. And I said, look, this is your goodwill. It's your business. It's yours. You you are selling it. And actually, what happened there? I think in the end, we did. We it killed the deal at that point. It came back online. We did the deal. The seller um, lost some of his deferred consideration, gave it to the associates. Guess what? The associates walked after six months. Yep. You can't control what's going to happen post-completion. You have to think of yourself.
0: Yeah, and, and that that's exactly right. You know, and you, you have to, you know, during the process, you you have to think, you know, less <clears throat> less emotionally and more rationally about, you know, uh, what, how things are going to be. And, you know, as you say, secure your future, secure. Mm. Uh, uh, what what is it your intention is with selling the business Mm -hmm. and um, and of course you know from the buyer's side because ultimately when it comes to to the buyer's side if the seller can I mean it's it's a hard thing to do but if the seller can put themselves in the shoes of the buyer what do you think the buyer would want out of this what would you want as a buyer Mm -hmm. out of this Mm -hmm. and I Mm -hmm. think I think that 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 process of doing your due diligence on yourself first, you then yeah. start thinking like a buyer, then, and you're saying, right, well, you know, if and they're scrutinising this, when they're going through that, what what is it that they're going to ask here? So if you could preempt some of these things, then again, you're absolutely right, Louise. You can you can cut off you mm. know months months of the deal yeah, process, months. and um, and of course that that then means less in fees, less in um, uh, in the. You know, in the emotional sort of back and forth as well. So, it is one of these ones whereby you know, um, if if you prepare yourself mentally for the the sale, yeah. and you you get yourself prepared for the business. Then the, the, you follow the process through, and hopefully you'll you'll have the, mm. the the deal that that you want. So I guess that that then comes to you know how how do you get um, a client into a position, you know, a win win position.
1: Um, <clears throat> Well, I'll tell you you something that that has changed recently. I I say to to clients, um, you know, I think the days of us lawyers sending stiff little emails to each other, SPAs going backwards and forwards are gone, really. And I said they've got to open themselves up to Zoom meetings. I, I think that's the way forward. And sometimes, you know, it, it's what I call paper tigers. People get aggressive about a certain point and you can hold your position can't you, on emails. But if yeah. you if everybody jumps on, this is what the corporates do a lot more. Just do Zoom calls for everyone every week. We discuss what's the latest issue. And you'd be amazed how those points that seem so important when, when you talk about it fade away. Do you know what I mean? So I think yeah. I've got to say to clients, we we you've got to be up to that. Be prepared to come on Zoom meetings with me. We all get in together. We all talk, and I think that 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 really helps. Um, I say to clients as well, have have a timeline. Um, you know, uh, you know, you know about deal apathy. If if a deal, if a deal, there's a dreadful statistic somewhere. Like if a deal's not done within six months, I don't think it's going to be. And You know, we've got to set a timeline, even if at the beginning we know it's not really realistic. We've got to put a stake in that sand. So we say, right, by the end of this month, we'll have done this, that month, this. And we have to try and keep to that to to get deals over the line. So that's what I say to clients. And, And, you know, I will be on their tails saying, come on, we haven't done due diligence, we need this, we need this. And it just keeps, it's going back to that point of getting everyone together, project managing, get it over the line.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, the timeline is absolutely critical, and you know that—that yeah. that certainly is one of the one of the, the key pieces of advice I would say as well out of this mm. particular podcast. Because you know we've not really talked about you know the timeline as such um, during the pro- po- these podcasts, and I think that um, it is something if if you can keep the um the 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 lawyers and with with the mindset that this deal is going to be done if you're if you've already done this process where you you are selling your business one two you've got yourself you know mentally prepared for that three you know you've got yourself prepared your business prepared and you've went through this whole process if you're already there then it's just a case of getting the lawyers to do what they're they meant to do and and get get the commercially aware solutions that you're requiring for getting this deal over the line so so the best thing you can do is get your, your lawyers uh, to to the point where they're they are they've got a tight deadline, yep. um, and that keeps fees down as well. Um, yep. Unless you've agreed a fixed fee or whatever it is that you've agreed, yep. uh, but in general terms, that that should keep. Uh, fees down, but also keep both sides with a, a strict understanding yep. as to when that yep. deadline is. And of course, you know everyone's then you know uh, minded to get the deal done before then. And what I always say to the guys, uh, you know, that, that, that are in our deal team, um, then is is before we get to that stage, a couple of weeks before that, I want to know what our red lines are. You know, what are what are the red, red, legal red lines yep. um, on this? And uh, and then you know once you're down to a few points. Um, there's certain things you can live with, or what have you. Once you've done a few points, let's get around the table. Let's let's chat yep. it through because ultimately, it's once once they're part of the group, once they're part of the team, you know, we're going to be uh, you know with with our uh, business model, we'll be working with um, yep. with the sellers. So obviously, we want those relationships uh, to be yep. uh, to be very good, and of course, we have the win-win there because at the end of it we have the relationships that are intact, everyone's happy, you know, the deal is uh, is what what we've uh, we've structured at, and they're happy as sellers, we're happy as buyers, and we move on progressively as a whole, you know, as a collaborative, um, you know, a whole. And I think that that for for our type of business, what model is absolutely key. So even on the seller side as well, you know, keep everyone minded to the task, and and you know, I've I've found it as well. You know, if if there's a particular issue, you know, just pick up the phone to the other side. Yep. You know, have, have a chat, chat things through, and yep. then and then on both sides, you know, speak to to the lawyers yep. and say, right, guys, this is what what we're deciding to do. You know, yep. and and sometimes that is what needs to happen, particularly when you get... You, I've seen it before, you, you see the, the, the emails going back and forth between the lawyers. Yeah. And her, yeah, and it's, and it's sometimes really unhelpful. So um, so yeah. sometimes it's best just to pick up the phone to the other side and say, right, how do we get, get through this problem? Yeah. And then that's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's right.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I guess that when, when you're, you're looking at deals... You've obviously, with your vast amount of experience, you know, seen seen it, done it and, uh, and got the T-shirt. And I, I guess that, you know, what are your biggest learning lessons and hints and tips over all those years of experience for sellers? I mean, we did, we did touch on a couple there, you know, getting in the mindset and uh, and of course, get getting prepared for the diligence.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I'll tell you another thing that, that happens and I'm sure you've seen this people when they've when they've agreed a deal with with a buyer they took their foot off the gas they think it's sold and i've i've had that so often and i'll give an example it was actually for a client who had a lovely business with a with a gds contract all up to date udas etc we agreed to sell it i think in the march he um and it took, because of regulation, it took about six months. He took his foot off the gas. He stopped. He stopped performing. He literally thought it was sold. Um, he didn't do his UDAs. Guess what? The buyer found out six months later, you know, the UDAs weren't performed. They pulled out. That happens a lot. And I think sellers need to realise it's not sold till it's sold. They, they can't just sign it, Oh, I've done it. It's a term signed. We're, it's not there yet. It's not yet, yet. So I have to say, you know, keep your foot on that gas and Keep going because, you know, deals do fall out of bed, you know, and you need to keep your business going right to the bitter end.
0: Yeah, that that's right, and and you know especially if if you're staying on as well, you know you're, yeah. you're going to have to keep that keep the business going plus try and sell your business as well. So it's it's managing your time, you know, mm-hmm. managing expectations as well, and yeah. uh, so you're you're absolutely right. I mean, they're they're, they're key uh, areas to learn there. Uh, just just for some of the listeners that, that perhaps don't understand some of the the acronyms, um, okay. you know, I, I, C, CGT is capital gains tax. Uh, you said an acronym there as well. Um, uh, you, you...
1: UDAs, oh, sorry, Unit of Dental Activity. So if you yeah. have an NHS uh, contract, you're paid according to Unit of Dental Activities and you've got to try and keep them done every month. That's how you're paid. If you fall behind, the buyer will inherit them. That's why it's an issue.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. So so it's, it's just, uh, as I say, um, what ends up happening is, uh, our, our Fraser's usually on these podcasts, which is great. You know, he he sees it from a non-legal perspective as well, and yep. feeds in. Uh, so sometimes we we'll talk about things, and some of the acronyms come up um, uh, yep. that, you know, that'll pull <laughs> us up. <more. laughs> so um, you know, obviously, I think we could probably talk all day, Louise, uh, about things. But you know, how can um, people who are looking to sell their business or, or other uh, other business owners contact you?
1: Um. Sure. Uh, my email address is uh, louise.fegan at com. I'm on um, LinkedIn as well. So that that would be the best way to, to find me. Um, uh, you know, people ring me. I don't people don't have to get through reams of secretaries to get to me. I answer my phone.
0: Yep. Uh, i can vouch for that as well (laughs) thank you (laughs) well thanks louise i really appreciate your time today and um thanks very much i'm sure our listeners will really appreciate